in a world filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! Welcome aboard on today's show, the real risks to your life savings when you retire and how to protect your assets to make sure they last for your lifetime. Stay tuned. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Get Ready for the Future show once again. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker on board today as we talk CYA. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> let me let me just be honest. I have before. <laughs> I don't know what this says about John, but before before Gen Wealth, I'd never heard that term. Really, CYA that cover was your new, behind cover your yeah, or another word that starts with an A. Yeah. But I totally understand it now, and obviously, to, for many of you listening, watching, you've heard that term before. But what we're using that acronym to apply to today is cover your assets. That's right. It's the life savings that you've spent. All this time during your work life, accumulating, growing, investing, and now you have arrived at retirement. And that is a very scary time for retirees or even pre-retirees, John, when they're thinking about moving away from their work life and using that for something. And I think sometimes many people don't even really under, under, understand or fully conceptualize what they even want to use it for. Yeah, and that is a. I've often said that that point in life is the largest financial decision that yeah. anybody mm-hmm. will ever make. It's a, it's a huge deal. It's really why Gen Wealth exists because we exist to help people through that time. But now, imagine if all that's going on, mm-hmm. and you've got what our current market and economic mm-hmm. and political environment is that makes that that financial insecurity just ramp up even more you know there are a lot of uh, people who have retired recently who have to be questioning because I, I had this conversation just this week with a client he said he looked at his wife and, and he's like did we retire at the wrong time mm-hmm. because they retired earlier this year and he's been a client for years and and we took the time to walk through why it's okay but that doesn't change the emotion uh, until you get that explanation for your dollars and your plan and why it's okay. It doesn't change the emotion of how this feels. It, it is a scary time for retirees, especially if you don't have a plan in place. I was just going to say that uh, one of our uh, most successful clients retired in the teeth of the recession of 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't tell you that if you retire today, you're going to get the same results as that client because the markets are are generally going to be different. But I think that that there is no real uh, way to predict the future. There's really no way to to say now is the time to retire or now is the time not to retire. What you have to have is you have to have a strategy. You have to have a plan and a strategy and a team. And if you have that, then you stack all the cards in your favor as opposed to going into a situation that you don't really understand and then you do something that really does cook your goose one way or the other. You talk about predicting the future is so difficult. I, I think back to one of the fastest four uh, segments that we did not that long ago. At the end of 2021, 
uh, a survey of the uh, nation's top economists. They put in their predictions for mm-hmm. 2022 on how the market was going to do. Any idea on what that range fell? Uh, they thought it was going to be up somewhere between 5 and 12%. Yeah, so the range, so that's probably the average, probably yep. right on, because the, the range was negative 4 to 17. Yeah. And we're what, negative 17 or 18, 19, 20, Something depending like on what time you look wah. at it. So obviously <laughs> yeah. the greatest minds in the country <laughs> yep. got it wrong, right? So there is no way to predict what's going to happen. So your plan and your investment strategy, your withdrawal strategy needs to be ready for whatever happens in the markets, in the economy. Do want to take a moment before we really dive in, because we're going to talk about how to cover your assets and how to take on the challenges that the three big retirement risks uh, impose on your portfolio and on your retirement. But we are going to talk markets and economy, stepping away from the get ready for the future show table and coming to you. It's going to be a town hall. It's called the Financial Security Town Hall. We're getting back out into the community. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a minute, right? Yes, it has. COVID kind of parked that for a little while. But we're going to talk markets and economy. We're going to talk Social Security. And we want you to join us. It's going to be December 6th at the Delta Hotel. That's in West Little Rock. I believe it was the Crown Plaza. Is that it was the Crown Plaza. Yeah. Changes, uh, changes hands into the Delta Hotel. So right there is Shackelford and Markham, right, I believe. Yep. December 6th at 6.30. Doors will open at 6. We need to know if you're coming, though, uh, to register for free. It's a free event. Food will be provided. We're going to learn about the markets, the economy, and Social Security. want you to sign up at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. You can look for... Uh, what's this backslash they just told Ford, us this? Forge slash Ford Academy. Slash Academy yep. and find the details on how to let us know you're coming to that. Make plans to attend. I know it's coming up soon. The holiday season's coming up. Don't don't put too many Christmas parties in there. Save December <laughs> 6th for us because I know that's on everybody's mind. All three of those things, markets, economy, and social security, great chance to learn something. And Scott, it's a great chance to come and get your questions yeah, answered because right. this is a town hall. It's not just a presentation. We're not selling anything at this. Matter of fact, we're not even talking about planning or anything of that nature. We're really talking about the economy, the markets, and social security. We have a special guest, Matt Emanuel, a friend of GenWealth, who is a has a great uh, presentation on social security. He's going to join us to go through some things that people may not know about social security. Yeah, everybody is, as you you approach that time of, of claiming Social Security, or if you're already claiming, everybody's always thinking about, you know, what does this look like in the future? And especially with the changes that we've had in the workforce since COVID hit, a lot of people have additional concerns now about Social Security. So yeah. we'll answer some of those. But John, I think you've, you've already pointed out what I wanted to really underscore. This is an opportunity for our listeners to come in and get your questions answered. You get to hear us on a weekly basis, but how often do you get to come in and say, well, what about this? Something that's on your mind. And that's why we're doing it in a town hall format. So we look forward to you guys coming out and uh, we get to see everybody in person again. This is great. Go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash academy and sign up. It's absolutely free. It is a live event from Gen Wealth Financial Advisors at the Delta Hotel on December 6th. And Scott, it's uh, on the all new getreadyforthefuture.com. We've got a brand new website. Yeah. So while you're there, uh, check out all the stuff that's on our brand new website. Rolled out just this week. I yes, it did. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great opportunity to scroll through the resources on there while you're there. And we hope they'll join us on December 6th. Okay, so back to our program today and covering your assets, tag, taking on the three big risks to your retirement. It, survey after survey finds this. It doesn't matter what year we, we quote it. The numbers may 
uh, move around just a little bit. But we're going to throw a couple of survey notes out you, at you. A survey found that 40% of Americans fear retirement more than death. And we've seen that for years, uh, every survey that gets taken. There's a large percentage of people that fear walking into retirement and and the um, confusion over how do they replace or the uncertainty over uh, how do they replace their paycheck. Uh, they fear that more than death. And according to that same survey, the number one fear Americans have about retirement is having a lack of income. 87% says say that this scares them. And other fears include losing employment-based health care benefits, that's a big one, mm-hmm. uh, and medical insurance, not keeping mentally active, not keeping phys- physically active, and not having social and friendship networks associated with work. This all points back to the planning process, but let's take on the number one fear, and that's having a lack of income. When you think about walking away from your uh, day-to-day employment income and only in most cases being to re- being able to rely on Social Security to replace that income if you're not planning and if you don't understand what your portfolio can do and your investments can do for you, I can understand why that would be a huge, huge fear because Social Security is just a fraction of what your employment paycheck look like. Scott, I have, I have said this to a number of people over the last oh, six months or so, and, and it is the, probably the, the, the biggest truism that we can talk about in this day and time, and that is it is not a bear market that gives you problems with your retirement and threatens your retirement. It's not a bear market. It is having to sell something in a bear market that destroys your portfolio. Think about it this way. If you bought something for $10 a share and you have to sell it for $7.50 a share, you've lost at that particular point in time. And you may say, well, John, we have to, to generate income and we have to sell something to generate income, but not everything that you have to, to generate income from is down. As a matter of fact, in the ready to retire process, there are elements that have not lost money in this kind of environment. And there will always will be those elements because, Janet, the, a big part of what we do there is to protect those uh, the assets from having to be sold yeah. in a down market by keeping a good supply of cash. So we're going to talk about about when we talk about the bucket approach we're going to talk about that in a little bit but i want to walk through a story of uh, there's a couple of guys here these these are just fictitious examples but the math is true this could have actually happened exactly like i'm about to tell you the reason guys that people fear retirement as much as they do is they don't know if in this story if they are james or if they are joe And the reality is you don't have to approach retirement in the same way that James and Joe did. But here's their story. So these guys had a lot in common. They both worked for the same company. Coincidentally, they arrived at their respective retirement dates with exactly the same amount of money in their 401k plans. So it's $500,000 in James' plan and $500,000 in Joe's plan. They both withdrew 5% of their balance at retirement from each of their respective accounts to create an income for each of their families to live on. In fact, the only difference between James and Joe was the year in which they retired. See, James is 10 years older than Joe, so that means that James retired in 1966, and Joe followed 10 years later and retired in 1976. James and Joe both invested in a mix of stocks and bonds, represented here by the S&P 500 and 10-year treasuries. By the way, both men increased their income according to the inflation rate uh, each year to keep up with the rising cost of living. Now, 
with everything other than their retirement dates in common, do you think that James and Joe had similar outcomes in their retirement? And most people would think that they that they did. But the question is, what did the S&P give them in 1966 and in 1976? And they didn't get the same thing from their investments. So James started with 500000 in 1966. 18 years later, in 1984, James was completely out of money in this scenario. Joe, however, started in 1976 with $500,000. And because of the returns that he encountered during his retirement, Joe had actually grown his money to over $1.2 million 18 years later in 1994. So guys, here's the deal. The question is, how, how do people who are retiring avoid this toss of the, of the coin on which person they are? Well, I think that, that, first of all, let's label what Janet has gone through here. It is called sequence of return risk. It is the timing of when you retire against the backdrop of what the market is going to do in the future. And as we've all said, nobody can predict the future. So what you have to do is you have to have a strategy that is built around the the uh, negative sequence thing. So let me first of all uh, go back to your example, Janet, and, mm-hmm. ta- and uh, give a little legal disclosure here because <laughs> I think the, uh, the compliance you, people are always listening. Can you read it really fast? Yeah, I can. Okay. This hypothetical example is, is a hypothetical example and not representative of any specific situation. Your results will vary. The hypothetical rates of return used do not reflect the deduction of fees and charges inherent to investing. Indices are unmanaged indexes and cannot be invested in directly. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. I like it. There, there you, you go. go. So we've, we've checked that box. I think the, <laughs> the first thing I go back to here is in that example is it wasn't just the S&P 500 right. that the two... Uh, men were hypothetically invested in it was also the 10-year treasury yeah. this was a quote-unquote 60-40 portfolio that we right. talk about all the right. time so you think about that and you couple that with the fact that we've talked about it on this show before 2022 was one of the worst on record for the 60 has been we've got a month left but it's probably still going to end up there mm-hmm. one of the worst on record for the 60-40 portfolio. So a withdrawal strategy from a balanced, at least... uh, What's considered to be balanced in historical terms, yeah. Could still end up putting you broke. Absolutely. So let's talk about the answer to this and how you, what is a strategy that could help you uh, avoid this sequence risk? And I'm going to ask Casey to uh, go ahead for our viewers uh, that are on Facebook and YouTube uh, to take a look at our house graphic. So if you're listening to this on radio, just imagine that you're seeing a house but you're also able to see just below that house and see the foundation of that house. So this is how we structure retirement at GenWealth. We first of all take a look at the foundation, and that is the the foundation on which that house sits. You have to have a very, very strong foundation for your house to sit on, or you're going to have a real problem. Let me just talk about, people might compare the the performance of the markets this year to a tornado. It's just like wreaked havoc on their investments. I grew up in Tornado Alley in eastern Arkansas, and you know what? We've never, ever, in the history of what I've seen over there, we've never lost a foundation. We've lost a lot of houses, 
but we've not lost a foundation. You're a lot of like a lot of volunteer volunteer fire, fire departments. Yeah. We've never lost a foundation That's yet. Right. Now it, the reason, I mean, we kind of joke about the visual on that, but the reason this is important to understand is whatever happens with your investments, which are going to be represented throughout the rest of the house in just a moment. You have to have a certain level of required income to meet your needs, and that has to be your foundation, and it needs to be as solid as a foundation facing a a tornado. So what you do in this case is you take a look at that foundation and you say to yourself, okay, what makes up my foundational income? What do I have to have every month to keep the house running, keep the lights on, pay the bills, and, and be okay? You get that number, and then you begin to assess what resources you have. Uh, You have his and her Social Security during retirement in most cases, and so maybe you have a pension. So then you add up the income from those sources and then juxtapose that against how much income that you need. And the reason you're only listing pensions and Social Security in this portion, John, is that those are the only sources so far that are guaranteed sources of income. Let me add, too, here before you move on, too. I think it's great uh, to, to think about this and how important it is for people listening to shift their mindset away from what they're probably focused on. We just had... Uh, a meeting earlier this week where we were we we came in and we met the couple and we asked what was on their minds and their top two concerns were uh, they wanted to consolidate their accounts they didn't like how they were kind of bouncing all over the place which is which is a really good reason to to think about especially if you're going to plan and have consolidation involved with that but the other thing was is uh, the the male and the couple said I'm tired of losing money right because we're focused on the mm-hmm. losses we're mm-hmm. focused on the portfolio we're focused on the account value, we began to illustrate that house and talk about the retirement income and building that foundation of required income. And that that mindset shift was important for them, but we they also realized during that process, and we did too, they really had no idea what their required income need was. And we, we, we basically, right on a legal pad, started to go over their bills, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what we do in the planning process. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And so what you've got to do is if you have a shortfall between the income sources that we've mentioned, pensions and Social Security, and your required income, then you got to fill that gap. And that's very easy to, to determine. You know, if you've got $5,000 of income need and you only have $4,000 of guaranteed income to meet that income need, then there's a $1,000 shortfall. Well, then what you want to do is to assess all of the the products out there that can give you a guaranteed income stream. Think about this just like you would get a, a milk cow. If you bought a milk cow, you're interested in the milk coming from that milk cow. You're mm-hmm. really not interested in what the price of cows are at the cattle market after you bought the cow. You really bought that cow for its utility to get milk from it. And so you might look at some guaranteed income product like a a type of annuity product to fill that gap. If you don't have a gap, then you don't need an annuity in that case. So you've got a situation where you are looking to solidify that foundation of income. And so here's the deal. Once that is done, when a storm hits in your investments, that income is stable. It's not going to be impacted by this period. That's right. And you can have discretion over whether you sell other things at that particular point in time in your discretionary income bucket, if you will, to fund additional spending. And and when bad times come, people 
pull their horns in. They 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 mm-hmm. serve, they they withdraw from some of the uh, activities that they might do. And so, having that guaranteed income floor, if you will, or foundation, is the answer to. What happens if the markets all blow up? It, well, you know, you've got income coming in from these guaranteed sources. And with an annuity contract, that is the, a guaranteed source based on the claims paying ability of the insurance company. So you want to be sure that you're doing a really good job of researching the insurance company, making sure that they're stable and, and can meet their, their uh, obligations. But you do all of that, Scott, to try to solidify your life as far as the financial income stream is concerned to take care of your basic living expenses. Yeah. So that foundation is buying your dignity That's in, right. in retirement. So we've got to make sure that that is guaranteed no matter what storm comes. That's the first step in making sure that your retirement income plan is going to be able to survive no matter what the market and economic conditions are. So how about the next step? Let's put the house back up there and look at the middle of the house, which is the blue area in the illustration. This is the living area. It's the fun part. It is the discretionary income above and beyond because we want more than just dignity in retirement. we've, We've saved our money for our entire lives. Now we really need to focus on how do we want to use it? What do we want to do? Is it gift giving for grandkids at Christmas? Is it trip taking, which is a a big thing that we get when we ask this question in client appointments? It is your desired income broken out over a monthly basis, and it is going to come through a very specific investment strategy that is more detailed and more robust than the simple balanced portfolio of 60-40. Well, and that is a key part of this conversation to understand because, guys, as we as we talk about, you know, that house, people tend to to visualize their retirement assets all on one level. It, like like you're looking at the house, and it's just like this is everything I've got right here. But really, what you need to have happen instead of just this is my pool of a million dollars, let's say, and I'm going to look at are we up or are we down. What you really need to have is buckets of money, and those buckets are going to be used over different time periods. And this is what allows you to weather the storms that we're seeing in in various places right now in your investments. So if you have those buckets of money set aside for different periods of time, then let's go back guys to the people who retired in 2008 and they were scared to death that they had pulled the trigger at the wrong time but if they were investing with us we were doing this buckets of money approach and so there's a conservative bucket that they were going to use for the first 10 years of retirement there's a more moderate bucket Uh, many times it'll include things like real estate that doesn't really care what the market's doing that's what we use in years 11 through 15 and then years 16 and beyond that is really the only place the way we approach retirement investing that's the only place where you're going to get any significant equity exposure and so when you're seeing quote the market lose its mind and and go down however much it is on any given day relative to a year ago you're seeing that in that long-term bucket, in a bucket that you're not going to use for 16 years. So again, let's do the math. If you retired in 2008, we are now 14 years into your retirement, and we still have a couple more years before we get to that last bucket that had that equity exposure. In 2008, you would have looked at that and gone, oh my gosh, I'm losing money because the account value was down but you would have lived on that conservative bucket for 10 years and not touched the last bucket. And then you would have lived on the gains that you got from real estate 
and we still would not be in that last bucket. So even though right now the markets are down relative to what? They're not down relative to 2008 when this retiree put money in. Or even relative to five years ago. Or even to five years ago. But, But my point in this scenario is they're way up from 2008. They've done what they needed to do. Yeah, let me ask Casey to go ahead and put the bucket graphic up. And I want to talk through this for just a second. So our viewers at uh, at home that are watching on, on uh, YouTube or Facebook can actually kind of step through this. And let me just say, I simplified in the, in the audio version of this down to three buckets. The concept is the same regardless of how many buckets you have. So if you think about that middle part of the house having, let's say, six buckets uh, aligned on the floor, and in the first bucket, you are experiencing really no market risk because that is a cash, liquid cash uh, pool of money that you're going to draw from for a year, maybe up to two years of your income. And then you begin to go slightly up the the risk scale to a conservative bucket. This could be fixed income. This could be some uh, other type of very conservative investment. And then you're going to go a step higher than that for a conservative growth bucket in bucket three. Uh, moderate growth bucket in bucket four, a full-on growth bucket in bucket five, and an aggressive growth bucket in bucket six. The key here is that there is time segment uh, segments assigned to each of those buckets. And as there are profits that are coming from the aggressive growth, the growth, the moderate growth, and the conservative growth, those are actually spilling over, are waterfalling into the conservative and no market risk buckets. That allows you to have stability in your income and puts you in a situation where you're not selling something just because you have to generate money. You're selling something because there's been a profit, or you're selling something because it's time to sell it. There's been a long-term uh, opportunity for that money to grow. Remember what I said at the top of the show. The number one thing that kills you in a bear market is not the bear market itself. It is having to sell something in the bear market. So how do you avoid that? You have things between you and that bear market that you can pull from to be able to uh, generate that income while you're waiting on the markets to recover. Stability is kind of the big word that I pull out of what you were saying there, because when you think back to our example of James and Joe, if James, who ended up running out of money, uh, had decided to lower his withdrawal rate or not take money for a year, maybe he could have made it last a little bit longer. But who wants to do that in Mm -hmm. retirement, and who wants to live that way, even trying to figure out how much can I take this year? Do I need to take anything at all? It's the stability of your income. Scott, if I can talk a little bit about this this whole scenario, this whole strategy of flooring and bucketing, it really is building defenses against a bear market. It is a very defensive portfolio against a bear market in terms of generating income to you. Are you going to see market fluctuations in those growth and aggressive growth portfolios and even those moderate growth portfolios? Absolutely. What you have to mitigate that, that up and down of the market is time. You've bought yourself time to allow those markets to recover. And what we know to be true, at least historically, is that time has had the propensity to heal almost every wound that you can get in the stock market. I don't want to forget to go to the roof of the house. So if we can pull that house analogy back up to finish that up, and then we're going to get to these other two risks. Because I think the strategy that we've laid out here, the floor and buckets approach, is taking on all three risks. But we haven't really talked about what those risks are. We're going to tie it all together now in the last few minutes we have on the show. So 
sequence risk. That's what the bucketing is about. The yellow area, the attic of the house, and the roof of the house, that's the storage area of most homes. I know my stuff is up there. There's a lot of junk up there that I'm probably never going to want, but I think somebody wants someday, so I leave it up there to pass on. That's kind of the analogy there of the uh, the legacy component of your retirement income plan. That could be charity. That could be heirs. That could also be an additional bucket of money if you live for a very long time. And that brings us to our second risk. We talked about sequence risk. Longevity risk is really what this overall plan is is tackling through all of the components of it that we talked about. Yeah, outliving your money is a real problem. You know, if you think about money being sort of like, uh, you know, maybe some silly putty or something, you can Mm -hmm. kind of stretch it out. But the further you stretch it, the thinner (laughs) it gets, and pretty soon it's going to break. It only goes so far. That's right. And so you've got to have ways of defending yourself against that. And when you floor with the, the strategy that we talked about, Scott, you protect yourself because Social Security is lifetime income. Pensions, lifetime income annuities can provide lifetime income. So those are things that that will last as long as you do. Build that into your portfolio and you don't have to worry so much about the longevity risk. Guys, another thing that we do at GenWealth to address longevity is that last bucket, you know, the the way we illustrated it, it, it looks very static. Like we move money from one to the other. And so really there's nothing left at the end of, let's say, a 25-year time period. That's not really how this works. At the end of a 25-year time period, the way this actually comes together is that you will have taken income for 25 years. And if we have a repeat of the worst markets we have ever seen in the history of our country, you will still, in most cases, the way we build the plan, you will still replenish what you originally invested. In other words, if you started out with a million dollars, many times we build that plan so that 25 years down the road, you've still got your pension income, your social security income, your annuity if you needed it, and you're back to a million dollars. And so at that point, we don't have another 25 years to cover. We don't know how many we do have. But if you're still here, then we take that and you're ready for the new word that we've created. We rebucketize those assets. <laughs> rebucketize. <laughs> We, we get it set up again. Yeah. And that also leads us to the next risk because, and the final risk that we have just a few minutes for, and that's inflation risk. You know, I think it can be really uh, easy to hear all of this about sequence of return risk and what if I'm uh, selling into a bear market. Well, why don't I just put it on the sidelines? Why don't I put it all in cash? We showed the buckets of one year, maybe, maybe two years of cash. So we know that there's not going to be any market fluctuation that affects your income, but we can't take all of the market risk out of your plan because then you are accepting inflation risk. Yeah, you are. And and clearly that's something that that we know all about these yeah. days because mm-hmm. inflation has bit us all, you know, and and we we clearly know that you have to have a way of increasing your income. The ready-to-retire process, this bucketing strategy, is built to give you inflation increases over time. Now, I'm not saying it's going to keep up with 7 or 8% inflation like we've had in the last 12 months or so, but a more normalized inflation mm-hmm. thing gives you the opportunity to increase your income and be able to build that income up as you get older and be able to account for those increases in the cost of living and the cost of food and and medicine and things of that nature, all of those things are critical to your plan. So what I would say to anyone that is considering retirement, if you don't have a very clear cut strategy for increasing your income over time, 
then just think about this. Would you have ever gone to work at a company for 20 years and never expected a raise, never expected to get more income to help offset inflation? You would have never taken that job because I know a lot of employers that would employ you if they, if they said, okay, I'll play, pay you this much, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm never going to give you a raise. Oh, yeah, they would, they would let you come, but that is certainly not something that would be conducive to your financial future. You've got to have a plan to increase that, and if you don't have a plan, you need to find one because inflation is here. When it comes to inflation, the markets, the economy, we know uh, that things can seem pretty bad when you go through a year like we have in 2022. We are very fond of saying things are rarely as bad or as good as they seem. You need perspective on that. And we've got a great opportunity for you to get some on the markets, the economy, even Social Security. It is our Financial Security Town Hall coming up at 630 on December 6th at the Delta Hotel in West Little Rock. Sign up at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash academy. Let us know you're coming. It's free to attend. Food will be provided. And we're going to have a town hall, your opportunity to ask questions about the markets, the economy, the social security, anything else that's on your mind. Hope that you will make plans to attend on December 6th. I'm fired up about this. I really am because it's been, I don't know, what, two years, maybe three years yeah. since we've done a live workshop. It, you know, I hope it sells out. Yeah. I, yeah. I say sells out. I hope everybody. All, all the seats are all full. All the seats are yeah. full. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there is limited space, so we hope that you will sign up sooner rather than later. You heard the bell there. That's time for our final thoughts. And Janet, we'll start with you. Okay. The best way to counteract these three big risks that we've talked about today is to plan for them in advance. Y'all ready for my tongue twister? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Proper planning prevents pitifully poor performance there we go (laughs) you two are on it today i'm i'm usually the one that's kind of walking the edge on some of these (laughs) phrases scott started us off and janet uh, finished us up scott i i will tell you that that uh, in reality there are more than three risks we've covered three today but there are more than three risks Mm -hmm. you need a written plan to help you have a strategy to deal with each of those risks. The GenWealth Ready to Retire process gives you that opportunity to do that. All you have to do is to to sit down with the GenWealth advisor, and they're going to go through the seven tenets of financial planning with you. We're going to check the boxes on a lot of different stuff. All of the things that we've talked about on this show today and more are involved in that ready-to-retire process. All you have to do is give us a call at 501-653-7355 or 866-653-PLAN, 866-653-PLAN. Office is very close to wherever you are. We've got them in Conway, West Little Rock, Bryant, El Dorado, Hot Springs, Brentwood, Tennessee, and Northwest Louisiana. So give us a call and sit down with us. That first appointment costs you absolutely nothing uh, to attend. Is financial independence within reach for you? My final thought is visit 15minuteretirement.com. That's 1-5. The number's 1-5. Then spell out minuteretirement.com or text the word CHECKUP to 501-381-5228 to find out for free. And that's all the time we have for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Once again, as always, thank you for joining us today as we talked about the three big risks every retiree will face, and we hope you'll join us again next time. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. 
That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and GenWealth Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.